This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Puppy Podcast. It's the 14th of May guys and in just three days everything is opening up again, including cafes, pubs, restaurants, even cinemas. Unfortunately though, our puppies may not be as excited as us or as experienced with restaurant etiquette and it's up to us to teach them that what they should be doing and what shouldn't they be doing and that's what we'll be diving into in this week's episode. Before we can really know if we've got a problem or need you know before we start training we need to really know what we're aiming towards. We need a goal, we need a goal for what we expect from our puppies in a restaurant or a pub or wherever we are in a public place, including a park, but especially when you're sitting down and they need to relax. So an ideal behavior that any dog puppy should display, one is a calm, neutral behavior. They shouldn't be jumping on staff. They shouldn't be jumping on other guests in the restaurant. They shouldn't be Um, trying to pull to the other dogs they shouldn't be barking ideally now obviously you know if something calls for them to bark for whatever reason but overall the aim is to not have our dogs barking or being reactive we just want them to sit down out of the way and just be calm Ideally, you know, if you tell them to move, they will. Um, They're not going to be hesitant. They'll happy get closer to you in case a staff needs to go by instead of them tripping up over their dog. Because if a staff trips up over your dog because they haven't seen it and they've got trade, then your puppy will get hurt, staff will get hurt, other people will get hurt, and it's just not a pretty sight. Um... They shouldn't be disturbing anyone, like I said, no jumping, no barking at them, no jumping on the table and trying to steal food. And just overall, they should be listening to you. If they're doing something that they shouldn't be, hopefully you can get them under control enough. And unfortunately, if your puppy's not at this stage, or rather the total opposite, where they're jumping on everyone, they're barking at dogs because you haven't socialized them correctly, they're not listening to you and they're not displaying ideal behaviors then I'd recommend just practice separation anxiety and leaving them at home and I have actually recommended this to my clients um this is a perfect opportunity if you're going to a pub just leave your puppy at home because they've been with us for months without us going for a few hours this is a really good chance to practice that separation from our puppies and testing out if they can be on their own So you can kind of kill two birds with one stone where you're going out, you're also training your puppy to be on their own and also just setting them up for success by not setting them up for failure and embarrassment in the pub or whatever. Now, obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you want to train your puppy to be in a restaurant and in a pub calmly. But it's just one of those things that if, your puppy's not at the stage and they're the total opposite and they're just a headache to bring with you just don't bother because you're just gonna you know it's not gonna be a very nice evening and you can do a lot of training before you before you get to the restaurant 
like you know at home and in the park and stuff um to make sure that your puppy is fine with settling for a couple of hours even if it's just with a bone but anyway we'll dive into the episode now on how to actually train our puppies to be settled and calm and neutral in restaurants and hopefully it'll be helpful for you so step one i always say and this should be whether you want to go to a restaurant you don't want to go to a restaurant is you need to socialize your puppy correctly i've got an episode about socialization before second vaccinations which again that'll do you for now i will be doing an updated socialization one on you know loads of other dogs but for the most part it's not about interactions where most people think it is so if your puppy is going around playing with every dog they are not going to be ready for a restaurant if there are other dogs around now probably 90 percent of dogs won't settle around another dog because of this because they're not socialized but let those dogs be a headache for their owners and train your dog to not be a headache And that does come down to socialising your puppy correctly, including, and now I say that, the pub and restaurant and cafes are the perfect place to socialise because most dogs are going to be on a lead, so you can tell people to get their dog away if their dog starts dragging towards them. Most people are going to be interested in their own conversation with the people so they're not going to be interested in stroking your puppy plus it's just the perfect opportunity just to teach your puppy really good behaviors of being calm and whilst they're small they can you know go under your seat and be comfortable whereas like now tiggy i wish i did that because she won't settle under a chair now that's fine i don't need her to she's gotten better and like I said, I can just squeeze her in next to me and between a wall and stuff. But she's not comfortable. I do have to lure her in. And that is uh, 100% down to me not training for that. But had I just been actively doing it when a, as a puppy, then she probably would have been more comfortable. Now, there's no guarantee to that because she is she's not big, big, but she is a big dog. Um but yeah, it is a case of it's a perfect opportunity to socialize your puppy correctly, but you need to go out of your way knowing that you're socializing them correctly. But yeah, before, during, after cafe, pubs, and restaurants, yeah, it's perfect for socialization, but not if you've got a reactive, boisterous puppy. So go away, socialize them correctly, create more of a neutral response if you don't have one, and then come back and socialize them in a pub, restaurant, whatever. Um, step two is always mental and physical stimulation of course it's not as simple as okay I exercise my puppy and then suddenly they're going to be calm that's not the case a settled behavior does need to be taught but you can help them out by mentally and physically stimulating them so they're at least a bit tired so then you can they'll more likely sleep next to you and they'll start associating that cup cafe pub whatever or you sitting down for something at a table is where they sleep tiggy has a very strong association with this you know we usually walk to a restaurant and then she'll settle next to us because she's tired and then she'll walk all the way back so she just uses that time to just rest and be calm yeah she might you know um what's it called (laughs) you know little meerkat just oh okay what pizza do you have but overall, she will just sleep, which is brilliant. 
Now, step three, I believe strongly that most people don't necessarily need a duration down. It is very convenient, but they don't need it. But if you want to go to a restaurant, you need it. It is so, so handy. Or a place command where they are used to going on a mat and then staying on the mat and not able to move from that mat. Um, Dogs are more likely to fall asleep in a down, obviously, because they sleep in a down. Like, as I'm talking, Tiggy is behind me in a down, (laughs) asleep. So it's a lot easier for them to go in a down, be there for a while, get a bit bored, and then fall asleep, instead of being a sit. So work really hard on a duration down, and then getting that to an hour or so, however long that you need to. Um, You can also, like I said, you can teach them a place command or mat. So what that means is that they they can't move from the mat. So they can change from a down to a sit, for example, or a stand, but they can't get off the mat. Whereas if you ask for a down and they get up, they've learned that they can break the down. It's um, a little bit tricky and it's one of those things that again it's like how important it is to you for example it is quite important for me and the only time where I really want her to break it is if let's say someone's trying to squeeze past her and that's like the only time otherwise I want her to stay in the down unless I tell her to break and come off or release or whatever but with a mat I can say bed or mat and then she can break it however much she wants but she just can't get off the mat until I tell her to so you can kind of choose which one you'd prefer. I prefer either both or the duration down because it's more convenient and you can practice in more play um, areas. But for a puppy that moves around loads and is quite boisterous anyway, a mat might be very, very good. I will admit, I've never tried it. I usually just do downs and they work quite well, but I've none of my clients really are at the stage of doing like a three hour down yet unless it's Tiggy, and Tiggy has done both, so both are really, really handy, and it's handy at home as well, especially if you work from home, you can just ask them for a down wherever you are, or a hotel, or whatever, it's it's very convenient, and I highly recommend doing it, even if you don't necessarily need it for the restaurant, but you just want them to be able to settle in one place at home, it's kind of like sending them to bed, and then they can't get off the bed, ideally, and they've just got to settle there for however long until you tell them to come out. Same with the crate, you know, if the door's open, they can't get out until you tell them to. So, yeah, it's up to you which one. Like I said, I do a bit of both, but keep in mind the duration down is kind of what you want the most because once they know duration down, then a place commanded really easy. There's pros and cons for, for everything. Then step four is tether decompression. And you might be thinking, what on earth is that? Tether decompression is basically when your puppy is in a duration down or place bed and they're tethered to something. So that might be you attach them to a lead and you're holding it or it's under um, a table leg or they're actually attached to the bed itself. So an elevated bed has legs and a lot of people would tie onto the metal legs wherever they are tethered to they can't move so if let's say they get up from the down they'll basically be corrected but it's not a correction it's just like you can't move 
So they might try and get off the map, but they're not really going to go anywhere. And it just means that they have to get used to being in quite a small space. And the goal for a tether decompression is to just decompress and relax and rest. And it's very, very useful for dogs that tend to pace. So it's basically like a crate, but they can choose to get up and potentially move, but they won't get that far. That's how I see it because the crate has the four wall boundaries. So the lead is like the all boundaries, but they're just not aware. It's a different picture. Most dogs that haven't gone through that, especially if they're older, they will tend to whine, bark and whatever. You don't say anything. Um, I could probably do a whole episode about tether decompression, but it just means that they can relax and settle and they get used to not moving and that is really the goal and aim for any restaurant cafe pub training is you have to stay in one place and not move because I'm going to be distracted and it's a really good thing to practice whilst working from home now obviously if you've got a boisterous dog that's just going to bark keep in mind that zoom calls you know that's the downside and also probably work on it on the weekend because you know, spend Saturday, like, so-called working, I say that in quotes, so they get used to that picture, because it might take a while for some, but for tiny little puppies, I mean, they should be on a lead most of the time anyway, especially at home, so you can make sure that they're not getting into anything, and if you're not supervising them, they'll be in the crate anyway, so they're kind of always on a tether decompression, but it is a case of, no, you're going to stay there, I'm holding your lead, you stay in one place and it is really useful and getting them used to it young is gonna save you a lot of stress of that barking and like oh my god I need to constantly move and pace and whatnot it stops all that especially if you start it from young it's it's a really handy thing to do and yeah it's definitely something that you should be doing in order to get your puppy used to and prepared for going to the pub restaurant cafe wherever else that you might need them to settle and be calm well i hope you found the episode useful and i'd highly recommend downloading my brand new free training plan which takes you through the first four weeks with your brand new puppy and as a bonus you get free access to my free facebook group where you can come introduce yourself and ask all your restaurant socialization questions or any other questions that you might have I hope you enjoyed this episode and bye for now. You've been listening to the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard. For more tips and advice, follow Think Dog Academy on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode.